Welcome back to For the Love of Men podcast. My name is Courtney Shand, and I'm hosting with my dear friend, Brianna Mosher. Hello, hello. The intention of the show is to bring together men and women to create healthy, harmonious, polarized mm. relationships, especially early in the dating phase. We love talking about all things dating because that is the foundation of where we develop these relationship connections. We want it to be authentic as possible. So um, before we dive in, we have our top three bad dating advice flips um, based on what we have seen. We have the last episode is five through four, and now we're going to do three, two, one. Um, Anything you want to share before we hop in? Um, Tell the people in 15 seconds. No You're pressure. magic on the planet. Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay. Um, I help women create internalized boundaries, which helps them feel secure and solid. We can take the scaffolds away and help us feel like we're standing on our own two feet as this glorious masterpiece that you are. I wow. love helping women feel that way in their dating life so that they can shine their heart to people who are a good match for them. Mm, love it. Yeah. yeah. And in three words or less, she would say dating and relationship coach. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I help women. <laughs> we're doing our L hypes. I help statements now. Yeah. I help women unleash their pleasure, come home to their feminine energy, and scale soul-led businesses, which is optional. I don't just work with entrepreneurs, but I do love to help really powerful women make more money and help more people while we do all this work around pleasure, intimacy, and sex and relationship. So that's my domain. That's what I do. Genius. All right. Let's get into, just in case we had new listeners, I feel like they need to know yeah, you're who right. we were. You're right. Um, let's get into number three. Because mm. Courtney said six, five, and four already on the last episode. Yep. Number three, bad dating advice made right. What is it, Court? Yeah. To be so into their trauma. Mm. I don't know how to say this exactly, but you'll know what I mean when I say it. To be so aware of your own trauma and to invite someone else to share their trauma isn't inherently bad. Mm -hmm. We want for people to be on that level of awareness with us of like, hey, here's my trauma. This is what I'm working with. And and here's what I'm doing about it. And that's the flip. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the flip we're looking for because otherwise this is going to lead you into a dynamic where one of you is going to be overly helpful to the other person. There's Mm -hmm. going to be some wounded feminine like, but he needs me, but she needs me. I can't abandon them in their moment of need. Mm. Uh, That's just natural to being a good human. We Mm -hmm. want to be of service to people when they're vulnerable. We appreciate that. We want to give back. And yet in the dating phase, it's really important to clarify for yourself where you are willing to go with someone early in dating. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really well said. So often we want to know uh, what somebody's wound is, what their trauma is. And I love the self-awareness, especially people who are into personal development. Oh, yeah. We want to have these conversations, and we can hold space for them. Oh, yes. So we're down to have them. But what Courtney's saying, which makes this bad dating advice right, is tell me about that trauma, and how are you actively working on healing this, getting support with this, Mm -hmm. being accountable for, you know, kind of rising out of it, if you will. Mm -hmm. That is actually the greenest of all green flags Mm -hmm. because there's no perfect person. But if somebody is actively holding, uh, holding themselves and working on their shit, man, so much more room for healthy conflict resolution, for Mm self-awareness, for accountability. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, if they just, if they say something like, Ooh, we didn't talk about this yet. They say something like, well, I have all this trauma and now I just am the way that I am. 
Great. Um, the green flag is knowing that they're working through these things and getting support. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great that they're aware of it, but mm-hmm. we need them to go a step further in order to be the most empowered partner possible. That's not to shame trauma because I, I would go so far as to say pretty much everyone has had little T or big T trauma. Yeah. It's hard to be a human, mm-hmm. but are you actively healing that? Ooh, this just came to me of self-awareness will get you so far. Mm. And then there's this gap that's created before you're taking action to resolve it and to take ownership of it. Mm. Who's stepping into the gap is what we're wanting to see early in dating. Because the tendency will be someone will reveal this level of self-awareness and then we will feel inclined to step in and close that gap for them, Mm. which actually blocks them from continuing to move forward in their healing process. And this is really difficult for, I will speak as a woman because that's, this was my experience Mm -hmm. of um, leaving that gap. If someone shares this with you and they haven't completed the sentence of like, and I'm doing this to close the gap for myself, Mm -hmm. that's okay. You can leave it and just say, wow, thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. and take note in your mind. They haven't closed the gap, leave it open. And in your best interest and in your power to stay kind of like sucked in and not to spill into their gap because that is their growth space that you want for them to step into if mm-hmm. this is going to move forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even just a clarifying question, if they share those things, like, thank you for, I'm so happy that you want to share those things with me. Mm-hmm. And what has that healing journey been like for you? Yeah. Just see what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Still keeps that gap open for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not a red flag if people are actively working on healing things. We all are. Mm-hmm. Welcome to being a human being. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And I would say that this gives you a really good opportunity to see, A, how you respond. If you're the one that closes the gap, be aware of that. Notice, hey, this is going to maybe be a boundary I hold myself a little bit tighter in. Mm-hmm. And B, notice if that's something that you're willing to step in with them. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a specific type of trauma and you're like, I know I can't that that this. is going to activate me way too much and I'm not the person to go on this journey with you, Mm -hmm. that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's great to clarify. Mm -hmm. Yep, misalignment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe could be right person, wrong time too. Maybe they rise out of it later. That's also happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, great point. Anything else about number three? No, I think that's good. Yeah. I I would just say that's a great level of awareness for you as the listener. Yes. Because listening is a great skill. Yes, I do have more things to say. I'll take that back. Listening is a great skill and being able to navigate that, keeping them in their power and you keeping your power space while that gap is being created is mm-hmm. the skill that we want to sharpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That reminds me of in um, the first part one of this series that we did. I don't know what number, what number is bad dating advice made, right? You guys can scroll back. I think it's yeah. in the single digits. Yeah. Um, but, oh my gosh, just what keeps happening to me, the thought ran away. Hmm. Something about you were saying listening. I can't remember. It will come back if it's supposed to. I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger. Hmm. Hopefully you'll go listen to the episode anyway. Oh. Oh, There's something in there that's important for you to know. <laughs> it's your job to find it. And so. now you find it because that's gone in my mind. Oh, um, okay, maybe it'll come back. Let's move on to number two. Yeah. Cool. Number two, bad dating advice made right. You should feel butterflies. Yeah. Mm, not so great. How would you describe this? Why should they not feel butterflies? Wow. 
Well, think about what butterflies feel like in your experience. And if you were to really zoom in on that physiological sensation, notice if it also mirrors anxiety, maybe a, a like rose-colored version of anxiety. But in my experience, when there's butterflies, there's also a little bit of like, oh, I don't know, does he like me? Mm-hmm. You get triggered in this almost like pick me energy. Mm-hmm. That was my experience. Um, you get this kind of like pick me energy that gets activated a little bit of like, now I need, I need for this to work out because mm-hmm. I want to keep this feeling happening. Mm-hmm. And if we were to really zoom in on it, it's kind of like a micro anxiety feeling. Yeah. It doesn't feel calm and like I'm able to reveal myself more openly. I don't feel that way with people who have become good friends. I feel calm and like, cool, mm-hmm. we've known each other for years, mm-hmm. even when we just met. Um, there's that level of like familiar safety. I can just be myself. That's the feeling that we want because we want to be able to open in deeper and deeper ways with someone. And so if you're feeling these butterflies from the jump, that to me would be something to tune into of hmm, why do I feel some level of uncertainty? Uh, is it just that it's unfolding? That's its own kind of anxiety. We got to work through that too. And if there is a sense of pick me energy activated, that can be some work to clean up as well. Mm. Yeah, this feeling of like, I've got a good one. I don't want to lose it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ask there is just to ground yourself. Mm-hmm. Sit with it, ground yourself, don't rush into decisions. The other reason why uh, the butterflies can sometimes be a red flag is because it's playing out an older dynamic that mm-hmm. your nervous system is used to, but wasn't necessarily healthy. Um, Thank you for completing that. Yeah, I'm thinking of, I don't know if I want to share a personal story, but I've had that happen where it felt like, oh my gosh, butterflies. But I was able, because I was aware of this principle, I was able to notice this is a familiar dynamic. And so what our nervous systems will do is if we had an experience in the past that didn't feel good for whatever reason and registered as not great, when we attracted an experience like that, It's like our bodies think they can correct the experience if they can get this person, this prototype of a person to love us. Mm. So if you've dated someone who is, who was a player and they broke your heart and it hurt you so badly and you never cleared that experience, then you attract in a player again and he comes toward you. You might get butterflies because your nervous system is going, this is familiar and exciting and I'm used to this and we can correct this experience. Mm-hmm. And if we can get this player type to love us, then that would mean the stuff in the past is cleaned up because it wasn't really true. Yeah, It's pretty interesting how that happens. Or if you grow up in a chaotic household, then you enter a chaotic relationship and it feels normal to you, mm-hmm. right? And that butterflies can be that... Um, Sometimes wounded energies can be more magnetic because it's the trauma bond. And so it's not always a red flag if you have really intense chemistry with someone in the beginning because I've had that happen and they've been really healthy partners. However, I attribute that to my own sense of embodied pleasure and being in my body and having good discernment Hmm. and attracting in a partner who matches that. Like we both own our pleasure and sensuality and our inner bodies together. And so meeting one, you can just feel, oh, wow, I feel this person's presence. I'm definitely attracted to them. Mm, But it's mm -hmm. not from this wounded place of like, I'm going to clean up this wound subconsciously (laughs) by dating you. Um, Or them playing hard to get and now you lean in and you have butterflies because you're, like Courtney said, chasing it. Pick me. 
So pay attention if this is intuition or anxiety because they can feel very similar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but they are not the same thing. Yep. And they're leading you in very different directions in terms of your picker for partners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you went into that. Yeah. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Like, ooh, finally I get to close this up and resolve this. Mm-hmm. I know what I would do differently next time because I want for this part to not be true anymore. (laughs) Yeah, or I'm thinking of, I've gotten butterflies when I would date people who were inconsistent with communication, but then they would text and I'd be like, I have butterflies, I'm so excited. And it's like, Brie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, (laughs) this was years ago, but it was because you're waiting for that dopamine kick and your nervous system is doing this. That's why it feels like butterflies and excitement. Healthy partners, we want to feel like Courtney said, stable, mm-hmm. grounded, mm-hmm. trusting, safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caveat to that, there is still Ooh, some yeah. like human energy in yes, there. Yes, excitement. And I think that's what you were saying is yeah. like the healthy excitement of like, I have met someone who is at my level. Mm-hmm. This feels great. Mm-hmm. That is its own type of excitement. And we don't want to squash that at all. Or, overlook the fact that like this just feels too stable but when you're Mm -hmm. recalibrating your nervous system from chaos to stable stable is going to feel real boring when you're used to like stable Mm -hmm. being met is exciting Mm. being met in consistently in in inconsistent ways on repeat feels like ooh. it's like a new level of myself that gets to come online and i think that's what makes me excited this is so good. I have another thing to say. Say it. <laughs> when it's wounded attraction, wounded masculine, wounded feminine, so I'll just say like the player type that's doing it for ego, right? Not because we talked about this in the player mm-hmm. episode, not just because he's dating around and that's empowered, but he's wounded ego player type and you're in wounded feminine codependent territory. Episodes four and five will clarify what those mean, by the way. So go back and listen to that before you really fully interpret this that wounded drama plays out and feels push-pull butterflies, that chemistry feels one type of way. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm sure Courtney will tell you the same thing. When you're in your empowered feminine and you attract in a man who's also in his empowered masculine and you have chemistry, Mm -hmm. because now you have polarity based on masculine feminine dance, Mm -hmm. not on wounds playing on each other. That kind of healthy chemistry of I'm holding my feminine pole and you're holding your masculine pole and this is really getting me on bothers right now is way different. It's yeah. the difference between playing in scarcity and playing in overflow and abundance, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in your empowered, you're up here in the thriving range. And when you're in your wounds, you guys are in fight, flight, freeze, survival. Can I get their love? Can I get their attention? That feels really different than when you have an empowered partner and you're just like, I just want to play up here with you because things are good. You've got me. I've got you. We can talk about things. There's safety. And now there's safety. You can actually explore your chemistry and sexuality and intimacy so much more with that safety. You don't worry about, am I too much? Am I too that? Can I be expressive? Like, yeah, it's just such a different paradigm to play in. And I I want you all to play there. So please leave the realm of butterflies are good. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, one more thing. Yeah. When you were saying that of like the, the two spectrums, it is also, there's a lot of child energy and a lot of mm-hmm. fantasy that we associate with butterflies mm-hmm. because it feels like, I don't know how this is going to play out. And we come from this child energy when we're wounded. Mm-hmm. We're kind of captivated by this like rescue me, um, be my 
everything projection that we put onto this person, we don't know that that's how that's going to play out. And so the um, the unknown is like, oh, but this will be the one. And so we kind of like forecast that. And it also causes us when we have those butterflies to ignore, to be like blindly not seeing things that when you're in this empowered state, you would be like, well, that's kind of weird. Mm. I, don't, I don't know that I want that. That would be very obvious when you're in your adult energy. And so we want for that empowered adult energy to come online and help us navigate because that is exhilarating. Yeah. Two adults playing together is exhilarating. Two children playing together is a lot of drama. Yeah. Lots of sand throwing. Yes. Um, I wish we had made this another number in our list, but the idea that someone's going to sweep you off your feet, <gasps> it's kind of the same as what you were saying, right? This fantasy of they're just going to come in and fix me and sweep me off my feet. Mm-hmm. And I find this to be a really common fantasy, especially among women, mm-hmm. that there's going to be this perfect man. And what, what they don't realize is it can put them in their damsel in distress energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which... If you're in your empowered feminine and you want to play with that archetype is very different. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a higher level conversation, yep. I think. Kind but advanced. Yeah, it is. And it's something we would teach very nuanced in programs, like how to play with those archetypes. But if you go into this wounded place of damsel in distress, I just want a man to come in and fix me, save me, which let's be honest, like as a woman, if you are killing it in business in your career, sometimes you do just feel like mm-hmm. I want a man to come in and take over. Mm-hmm. But what you're really asking for is you want to be in your empowered feminine. Mm. You want to be in your feminine energy. Yes. I have heard this called the shadow of the queen. Mm. The shadow side of queen energy is mm. just wanting to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And to it's not have to be. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it, when it comes out in a non-empowered way. Mm-hmm. If we're not taking ownership of, I want to be taken care of. That's a very different thing when I say, I want to, to mm. let go of the reins. I want for you to take that. Will you take this? Owning it in that way is very different than the experience of waiting for it, kind of pining for it, expecting it, and putting it on someone without that conversation having happened. Mm. It kind of excuses me of stepping in and being my own Prince Charming and uh, stepping up to the plate in a lot of ways. It'll have women play smaller than they are intended to be because when I get married, then I won't have to worry about my finances. When I get married, I won't have to worry about, um, Mm. you know, I I can start the business then. That's fine. I won't be as, you know, dependent on my own financial security. When I get married, then he'll, you know, he'll take care of X, Y, and Z. And I won't have to learn how to do that. I won't have to put myself out there. I won't have to put myself in situations that cause me to grow and become who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I can see why that would be limiting. And so the key for making it wounded to empowered is that she advocates for, I really want to have this experience. Yeah. Do you want to play in this with me? Yeah. Is very different than having this silent thought of and resentment of like, I just want to let go. I wish he would just step in and do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We really made you wait for number one. Yeah, it's a good one too. I had to tease you. Yep. Go for it. Uh, yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. This idea <laughs> that both people need to be completely healed before they're allowed to be together or in a relationship. This is really strongly setting yourself up to fail because there are no perfect people anywhere. I still have stuff I'm working on being better at in my relationship with myself, my own wounds. I've never met a wound-free person. 
nobody doesn't have stuff. Mm -hmm. And especially with people who are dedicated and devoted to personal development, or even if you're in the coaching industry, a lot of my one-to-one clients are coaches. There's this immense pressure that my partner has to be perfect and healed and I have to be perfect and healed. And it's almost like you can get tunnel vision looking for the wound in the other person or in yourself. And you're always going to find it (laughs) because we're all human and we have stuff. So I would really just invite you to shift this paradigm into, it's going to sound like a paradox, but I'm already whole and complete and worthy and I'm going to keep healing and improving these things because I feel better and I have a better life experience when I heal through these things, not because I need to heal them in order to be worthy of love. Yes. Very important distinction. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Because when you are needing to fix these things before you get into a relationship, that also puts you in the damsel in distress energy with a coach. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh, she has the answer. I'm going to latch on to that. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming into it with your adult energy, which you already have, mm-hmm. that's the one that's getting you to the coach to say, hey, I would love some support. You just said this the other day in one of your stories. I love when you you phrase it this way of like, it's okay to invest based on desire. Yes. You don't have to be in chaos and mm-hmm. turmoil to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You can receive support and ask for support and pay for support mm-hmm. simply because it is an expansion of you and who you are and you're able to explore more of the pieces of you that you want to meet or mm-hmm. that you would want to introduce to a new partner. Those are things that are worth investing in whether or not a man comes on the scene or whether or not a woman comes on the scene. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you're broken that you need to fix those things. It's an exploration. It's always an exploration so that you can expand and reveal more. Mm, yeah, well said. And again, the green flag in yourself and in other people is, are they involved in and devoted to their own healing and rising journey? Are they willing to be accountable? Is love and respect always the conversation when we're navigating conflict? Mm. These are the questions to ask Mm -hmm. and including in yourself, right? Do I have this skill set and how can I work on developing it? Repair work is so important for couples. How can I learn repair skills? How can I learn communication skills? The, The best way to attract in a healthy partner is to learn how to be a healthy partner. Yes. Gold advice. Yep. (laughs) So that doesn't mean you have to be healed. And also there's another layer of this available, which is not changing or fixing those parts of yourself because you feel shame about them, but actually pouring love and acceptance over them and going, these parts of me are okay. Yep. And I don't want to have this this drama inside of me, so I'm going to nurture them, but I'm going to do it through love and soothing. Courtney is genius at this work, the inner child Um, that can kind of get activated, right? Let's say you're working on not feeling good enough. It's not that you need to just disown that part of you. Mm -hmm. You've got to pour love over it and transform it and alchemize it into, no, I'm working on these things and I'm good enough and I'm worthy and I'm whole and Mm -hmm. I get to be in love. Mm -hmm. Self-acceptance is the secret sauce. Yes, to healing. I mean, it really Mm -hmm. is. It's not about you healing for the sake of like recreating who you are. Mm. It's about learning to accept these pieces of me that have been wounded. Mm. Once I can accept them, they're no longer, they're allowed to just naturally heal. The body naturally can heal itself. The same thing, emotional body can naturally heal itself. We have to just stop putting so much pressure on that piece so that it can have space to heal. 
yeah, my experience with that, the secret sauce is learning to accept yourself, Mm -hmm. learning to accept exactly where I am. And that gives me the propulsion to expand into what skills would I want a partner to have? What skills am I deficit in? Maybe I need some conflict resolution skills. That might be something I need to explore when there's no like pressure on the situation. It's always easier for me to learn from a space of I want to know this because this mm. helps me versus like I have to know this or my partner's leaving. Mm. Like trust me, then. you you don't want to be doing things from that space healing wise because that's not uh, it's not going to feel good either way. But I love what you said about having the drama resolved internally so mm-hmm. that you feel good and stable mm-hmm. because you deserve that mm-hmm. yeah and whatever su- sorry no, whatever support whatever resources you want to bring underneath you to create that feeling of support while you're like taking an out breath and learning how to be with yourself is what you offer that mm-hmm. inner child that's activated the wounded part of you that's activated um, those are the parts that that need some extra support Mm, yeah yeah so true we oh my gosh coaching is so valuable Mm -hmm. therapy or who you know whoever you want to work with Mm -hmm. um is totally fine doesn't have to be us but any type of support and a lot of i have found personally and i wish more people could play here too that healing work happens in relationship Mm -hmm. it's really not until you're with that person who who knows you more intimately than most people and can reflect you back to you Mm -hmm. that you start to notice Ooh, i want to clean this up i'm realizing how my energy is affecting other people i'm realizing how i'm being received and that's not to be shamed because you can't see it without the awareness and sometimes that happens in partnership so you know another green flag in partnership is can you both go in with this understanding that you're actively always going to be healing things and you want to be partners in co-creating that healing journey together. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you're mostly in your empowered, which I would say Courtney and I pretty much are mostly in our empowered. But when I'm triggered, I am not in my empowered space. Nope. I'm in a wounded <laughs> space and I have to really hold myself. The only reason I have autonomy in those moments to make different decisions is because I pour love and acceptance over them. Yeah. So it's not like I'm the, my hypervigilance is coming back from I'm worried if I did something wrong it's like okay this part of me that really loves this person is afraid of losing them is activated and I love this part of me so much yeah. and I'm just actually going to sit with her and not take any action but just be here Ooh, that's the hardest you have space to make a different decision yeah yeah I feel like I'm rambling yeah. a lot. I could go on and on and you're rewiring that that's normal instead of that hypervigilance meaning I do something Mm -hmm. it's like you're rewriting your entire life history of every time you were in that space and someone wasn't there for you Mm -hmm. now you're able to do that and it feels like peeling your skin off sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's hard (gasps) Mm -hmm. while your nervous system is recalibrating but the more space that I that I can create for that part of me the more expansion is that sounds kind of weird, but the more the more I'm able to expand into things that are actually of interest and support to the relationship, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm not coming from this like space of activation. You're not getting sucked so much into the activation yes. that it's leading you. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's a skill that we are. It's a muscle that we're developing. You yep. consistently build the muscles that you need before you need them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know you need them until you're like, <laughs> I wish I had a leg. <laughs> 
I need to run away from this bear now. This I is need legitimate. A quad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bad jokes, bad jokes. The point is, there are no perfect humans. Yeah. Not you, not me, not Courtney, yeah. not anybody, not yeah. even the people you look up to. Yeah. We've all got We've shit. All got so let's normalize it. But yep. your green flag is are both people self accountable and willing to co create and mm-hmm. heal together and rise together and elevate into these higher energies yeah that's where we want to be yeah one thing i want to add to that is Mm -hmm. i've been playing around with this kind of uh other piece we talk about um you know the wounded spectrum wounded masculine wounded feminine and the empowered masculine and feminine and that we want to like come to the middle and rise so that we Mm. can repolarize but there's also you know sort of on this like quadrant system here this why this x-axis is uh the human space Mm. and that to me is the most gray area for people that's where so many people get hung up is like i don't know if this is empowered or wounded well it's probably because it's just human and men and women on each side of this x-axis here Mm -hmm. operate very differently based on how we have grown up Mm -hmm. what our life experience has looked like and we don't understand and so it might be in your best interest to start studying what it looks like to be coming from the man's, the human man side of things. What does it look like for just a human woman Mm -hmm. to be coming at this? And that might give you a little bit more compassion to naturally rise into those empowered spaces Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, well said. And you're naturally gonna fluctuate in and out of them. Yeah. Too, this is, it's not a degree that you earn and you have permanence as empowered feminine. Mm -hmm. You're gonna move through all of them. Mm -hmm. So. You're not perfect, neither am I. <laughs> and that's okay. Sorry, not sorry. Human. Yeah. So you don't need to be healed to be in love or in a relationship. You're going to do a lot of that work when you get in there. Yep. When you get in the arena, you'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I stayed out of relationship for a long time with that belief. So I'm glad you brought that up. Of like, I'll, do, I'll start dating when I feel like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into dating, then all this new stuff came up, and I was like, oh, I thought I already worked through this. And then I got in a relationship, and I was like, oh, I thought I already worked through this. It's just deepening your yeah. embodiment of these beliefs. And I also think there's, this could be more bad dating advice, but there's some things that don't, um, you don't notice about yourself until you're dating. You can live this big, beautiful, happy, single life and never get triggered because you're able to, you know, kind of stay in environments that feel easy. And control everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. And nobody's reflecting you back to you or giving you feedback. So in a way that can be kind of, I'm not saying this is what you were doing, but I've certainly done this, avoided the work. Like, I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So when you get back in the arena, your shit will come up. That is normal. And we hope, you know, hopefully you've picked a partner who you can navigate it with, mm-hmm. um, with grace and wobbliness and forgiveness and mm-hmm. uh, compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love that. All right. If you love this episode, share, share it. it. <laughs> Our periods are synced too. <laughs> share the episode with anyone that you... Corny, share the episode with someone that you love. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing. That you love. Wow, so have you I seen New Girl? Yeah. There's an episode of Winston and Nick trying to get in sync. Have you seen that? I have. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yes. Um. Oh my God. Radiant. We need to put a clip of that on our I'm TikTok. Say radiant again. Radiant. <laughs> 
Holy moly. Okay. Uh, yeah. Share the episode with someone that you love. love. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking clusterfuck. Or don't. Whatever. If you want to work with Courtney, Courtney, what do you have going on? Yeah. By the time this releases, I hope to have a new program that I will be announcing shortly. I would love to invite you into that if you are a woman who is wanting to embrace more of your feminine energy and empower it. Mm. I right now love leading women through my program Arise, which is all about empowering your masculine energy so that you can stand on your own two feet and start releasing some of those stories that we have picked up along the way that keep us operating in that child energy. Mm -hmm. Releasing some of the wounds, revealing more of who you are, revealing more of your heart and feeling good about it. That is a game changer when it comes to the dating phase. So if that is something that you're looking for, please reach out. I love, love, love that work. I've got some kind of bookend uh, courses that are going to be coming out for that. So it's probably something that you will want to do anyways. Um, and it just depends on how you want to get in there. So go ahead and check that out. My website's CourtneyShand.com slash arise dash coaching. We'll get you that information if that's what you're looking for. So good. Yeah. So good. I've got lots of stuff going on too. When this comes out, you can come into uh, one-to-one work if you'd like if you are a driven ambitious woman who feels a little more in her masculine and you want to embrace your feminine your pleasure maybe you have a business that you want to scale that's also a zone of genius of mine you want to make six multi six figures I got your back we can do it you. all at once truly it all plays together mm-hmm. so I've got one-to-one work there and then I have a program coming out in October the pleasure path is for Volvo owners who want to unleash and explore their pleasure everything from anatomy and biology to understanding turn on and chemistry to communicating your needs in the bedroom and then also um de-shamifying these parts of you that hold you back from fully embracing your pleasure the Mm -hmm. societal and emotional beliefs that can get ingrained in us that is the biggest inhibitor Mm. so we're going to work on that as well and it's fun that it's just for volvo owners you know we love penises but this program is just for volvo owners and Mm. I'd love to have you. So there'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. What a permission slip. Mm. Ladies, I cannot tell you, just being Mm. friends with Brie, I have worked with her, and I can tell you this is what she has put on the planet to do. So if this is speaking to you in the slightest, it would behoove you to go ahead and sign up for that. Because I I haven't seen the background of this one, but I know what she's talking about, and Mm. I have no doubt that it will be a thousand percent what you're expecting. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. More pleasure, more orgasms, more sex, more agency. Mm -hmm. Healing the collective feminine. I mean, really. (laughs) Yes. The pleasure wound is so real, especially for women. Uh, And it's new for women to advocate for that. I could go on. We're going to have episodes on all these things. All right. We love you. Share the episode with someone that you love. Oh, my God. We'll see you next week. (laughs)